Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, one day before Thanksgiving of 2022. Tyler, I am thankful that we still do this podcast almost uh, three years later now. Four years later? I think it's four years. No, is it? I think 2019 is when this podcast launched. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm also thankful for that. I'll just copy your thankful. I'm also thankful that you have your headphones on, but they're behind your ears. They're on your head, but you're not even listening to them. What's no. the point of having them on your head? Um, they were on my head. You played very loud music and hurt my ears. <laughs> Today, we are reviewing a film that has been, I don't know, 15 years in the making? 2007 to 22, quick. That's 15 years. 15 years in the making. That is the sequel to the hit Disney film Enchanted, Disenchanted. Yeah. Starring Amy Adams, Patrick don't, Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, that's his name. Um, the one villain girl. Don't um, remember her name. Which oh the the main villain? Um, my my Rudolph. My Rudolph. This is just great, great radio. Um, we're gonna review. You know, Disenchanted. This wasn't a movie I was necessarily like. I don't want to say I wasn't thrilled for it, but like I wasn't really that thrilled for it, but. You know, it's a beloved movie for a lot of people, the original that is, and this was a big Disney Plus release, so, you know, we thought we would uh, give it give it a chance, see how it does. Yeah, and uh, the Rotten Tomato score isn't great. Yeah, we'll get into that after the intro. Ty, I'm excited, I'm thankful, I'm going to Arizona this weekend, so this pod is the launching off point to a long weekend. Oh. Let's get in the show. percent of the time, it works every time. Don Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty, your laptop is buzzing. <laughs> it sounds like a fucking helicopter. It, it is buzzing. But that's all right. We power through. Um, may, I don't know. Is this as loud as your PS5 sounds? Have you gotten that yet? PS5? Yeah, I know you were in the market for a PS5. Did you get one yet? Not yet. Is that an issue? Are they loud? I don't know. I'm asking. People I don't know. That? I don't know what they sound like. Oh, I can't They're fucking imagine. rare. Yeah, I mean, I d- I've never seen a PS5 in person. I haven't either. Um, they're like a unicorn. 
Like people <laughs> talk about them. You've never seen one though. If any listeners have a PS5 they want to give me, I'll just take it. I just want I just want a picture. <laughs> Send me a picture. <laughs> They're actually okay, so there is one of my coworkers uh not he does change his zoom background, I guess. Not the background, but just where he is, but a lot of the times he's uh in like his desk and his PS5's in the background and I'm just looking oh. at it every time we're in a meeting and I'm like that fucking guy. That's such a flex. He put that there intentionally. <laughs> Like and you he, fucking peasants know what you're looking at. He had it like as soon as they came out too. Like yeah. he got it early, and I was like, "This fucking guy, fuck yeah, fucking like guy. he's already over it. He's at it for so long." <laughs> um, Disenchanted tie. Before we jump into that, I know there was some uh, other movie conversations that were being had in the entertainment realm that you wanted to touch on. Mm. Um, can you enlighten me on some of those those comments? So Quentin Tarantino, I don't know why he's doing a press tour, but he's been talking. Let me tell you, he's been talking. Uh, a few weeks back, he said that this is, quote, the worst era for movies along with, like, the 80s and some other time. Did he say 80s? I don't know. Uh, I have to look that quote up. But he was talking about that. And this week, he went on the uh, Two Bears, One Cave podcast and said this quote, <clears throat> word for word. Part of the marvelization of Hollywood is you have all these actors who have become famous playing these characters, but they're not movie stars, right? Captain America is the star, or Thor is the star. I mean, I'm not the first person to say that. I think it's been said a zillion times. You know, but, you know, but. It's like, you know. <laughs> it's these franchise characters that become a star. Um, basically saying that there's no such thing as movie stars anymore and that it's just these characters. Also, Simu Liu uh, went on Twitter and did a little clap back about that, which uh, people kind of roasted him for. And then people started like turning on Shang-Chi. Pretending it was a bad movie. I will not do that. Really? I didn't see people were roasting Simu Liu. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see that. Got into it with them on Twitter. Um, stuff like that. And uh, there's some people, they're trying to shit talk his movie. But what do we think of that? What do we think? I'm going to look up the other thing about the worst era for movies. I don't know. I feel like you could probably say that this era... I, I honestly, I don't think he's necessarily wrong in that regard. That this era is not great for movies... Maybe not quality-wise, but the culture of movies, you know, like, just with streaming and, you know, and there it is true that there isn't, like, a big blockbuster that isn't kind of like a commercialized franchise anymore. You know, that you have your, like, Christopher Nolans of the world, like we've talked about before, that one teaser trailer for his movie that's coming out next year. I don't remember the name off the top of my head, where it's, like, The Day the Earth Stood Still or... or um, that one teaser you know what i'm talking Openhagen or whatever it is something like that yeah. Oppenheimer, something like that yeah, Oppenheimer. like that's like a okay blockbuster like i want to see that just off the teaser trailer where not everyone's christopher nolan so i get that part of the argument but i don't know it's just these people always yelling about marvelization and i don't i, I get why they're upset i mean i don't think it's crazy to say that most tarantino movies are probably like more technically crafted than a marvel movie but, you know, like the goal for Marvel and these companies is to make as much money as possible and to appeal as to many, as many people as possible. So while Tarantino might have his diehard fans and whatnot, like yeah. more people like Marvel and like the sooner you just accept that, the sooner your job, your life becomes easier. Like it's not like Marvel's shorting Quentin Tarantino. You know what I mean? So, well, I think the argument is I, I don't know if it was him. This is very bad. Um, don't quote me on this. <laughs> there was a person, and I want to say it was him, but it could have been another filmmaker like him. Probably Scorsese. <laughs> That's the other one that comes to mind, obviously. <laughs> um, who they like filmed this movie in this certain like aspect ratio or certain film or whatever, and this one movie theater 
only like you know was one of the few that could actually show it in that style and Disney threatened to pull their movie from all of their theaters if they didn't show whatever big Disney movie was out at the time rather than the other film <laughs> in that one theater that had the ability to show it um and it's just like Disney's bullying people and taking away from the smaller uh yeah, filmmakers and, and it's like again Tarantino isn't a like small filmmaker to begin no. with um like he's going to do well but there's a thing to Marvel can make whatever and it can be good or shitty and they're still going to make a lot of fucking money. Um, yeah. And there's still movies like these smaller studios that are making a shit ton of money. I mean, Uncut Gems grossed pretty well for a 24. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once grossed over 100 million, I believe. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, they're not fucking massive. But like you could say this about any era. Like, w- was this same uh, criticism? Did it exist in Star Wars? Did everyone in the 60s and 70s and then the 90s and early 2000s, like, just shit on the Star Wars movies just because it was a big franchise? Like, they made a million fucking Jaws. I don't know if they all went to mo- on to theaters, but no. there's been these, like, bigger, you know, fucking Rush Hour, and there's been all these, like, action <laughs> series, you know, what just... Rush Hour? I, that was just the first <laughs> one I could think of. Men in Black. Like, there there's, we go. There's been these big commercialized kind of franchises, and... Now they just hate Marvel because it's so big, and yeah. it is what it is. That movie star comment doesn't really make any sense to me. Like, there, I think there are some, you know, like Robert Downey Jr. probably gets viewed as Iron Man now, but that's because it saved his career. But no one looks at Scar- Scarlett Johansson like, oh, that's Black Widow, or, you know, I don't even think Chris Evans has that. I don't think Chris Pratt has that effect. Like, I think there's Zoe Saldana, I don't think has that effect. Like, yeah, some of them are naturally tied to their characters, but... That's with every movie. That's with every yeah. fucking, you know, like people think of fucking um can't his name is escaping me now. Harrison Ford. And they think of either Indiana Jones or fucking uh Han Solo. Yeah. Like, you know, it it uh, yeah, That's whatever. the nature of the beast when you have iconic characters like that. Like Tom Holland he's always going to be Spider-Man. That doesn't mean Tom Holland isn't a major fucking draw movie star. Well, and these guys are a lot not a lot, but some of them like a Tom Holland, like a, a Simu Liu. I no, I butchered the pronouncement of na- his name, but yeah, pretty close. To, I think um, you. they weren't big stars really before that. You know what I mean? Especially in Tom Holland's case, he literally had like nothing on his resume. So like, yeah, yeah of course, he's always going to be known for the first big thing he got. You know what I mean? Like, but again, that's the case with, I feel like almost every movie star, you know? So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And I think like, even if you go outside of, cause he's saying there's no movie stars, like there is. If you go outside of the MCU, like there's people making a name for themselves. What's the one? What's the one motherfucker who's in Don't Look Up and and in Dune and the Timothy white Chalamet? Yeah, that's the one. Like he is a name who has made a name for himself, um, whether you like him or not. And then you still have the Leos and the Brad Pitts and the, the other the older age of movie star. I would say, mm-hmm. um, but like movie stars still exist. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, it's just they're bitter and I. I get it, but I I don't get it. Like, look, we we eat all the Marvel slop and fucking love it. We admit that it's not like the quality's good, but it's not you know technically as sound as maybe some other stuff. But except for Infinity War, there's not all filmmaking needs to be the same. There's different yeah. things. There's big blockbusters, and there's indie projects, and there's projects that are going for Oscars, and then there's like Tarantino where he's kind of trying to mix the blockbuster plus the Oscar winning movie. And maybe that's why he's upset is because like his movies aren't viewed as blockbuster anymore. And it's like, well, if you want to be a blockbuster movie, just appeal to more people. <laughs> like, you know, like yeah. you had a blockbuster movie in once upon a time in Hollywood. He had multiple blockbusters. And he got movies, a shit ton like. of Academy Award noms, the most of any film he's ever made. 
And, you know, like, so I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, and I also feel like the one thing that always gets left out is, again, there's these filmmakers like him and Christopher Nolan and Scorsese who are like, oh, you know, we make our movies to be seen in a movie theater. And I agree with that for the most part. Like, I think certain films, you should go to the movies and watch it. But right now, you have the luxury of streaming, which you've never had before. Not a fucking chance in the world I ever watch Coda if it comes out in 2003. <laughs> yeah. Like, if it's only in theaters, indie film, limited release, like, I never see that film. Yeah. And it was one of my favorite films of last year. Uh, yeah. Marcel the Shell. I don't fucking go and rent that from, you know, Hollywood videos <laughs> in the early 2000s and ever see that. Like, I, I think there is certain aspects to where, sure, some of the movies and, and the box office and everything, like, that scene can be detrimental to these type of films. But there's also a life for the films that never would have had a good box office draw that can be aggressively successful on Netflix and streaming. And then you get things where, you know, one thing blows up on TikTok and you get all these views on something that never would have had eyes on it before. Like, yeah, there is a different aspect that obviously not like the Tarantino film is going to benefit from, Mm -hmm. but the smaller stuff is going to get, you know, eyes on it. that It never would before. And I think that alone makes this time and day and age for movies so much more unique. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, we look at the global box office, and I, I it just keeps going up. Like, I mean, obviously, inflation <laughs> yeah. um, keeps going up as well. Um, well now, I am curious, kind of like how, you know, the top 1% of people own, like, 50% of the money or whatever the yeah. fuck kind of stat it is. I wonder how that is for the box office now to where, like, you know, 10 movies hold 95% of the box office draw or whatever. Yeah, for sure. As opposed to, you know, 1999 where 25 did the top, you know. I'm curious if there's anything out there on that. Yeah, and I'm sure you could do a deep dive on that. But I'm just looking, like, yearly. I mean, we were at, like, 10, 11 billion for, like, a decade there. And then, like, obviously it dipped because of the pandemic. And then this year it's still rebounding. It's not going to reach the same heights. But, um, yeah, and there's a lot of movies actually getting – released there's fewer movies getting released now like it says here there's only 442 movies have gotten released in theaters this year whereas if you look at 2019 it was 910 so but then you go back to the 90s and it was like 1993 267 1994 259 like we're in the 400s in like 2001 2000 so i don't know if anything hollywood got a little bloated in the 2012 to 2019 range where they were releasing 900 movies a year and that's crazy and now we're probably just getting less of that filler i mean the average movie is around the same so you know in like the mid 2010s it was like it looked like 13 to 12 million per release this year it's 14 million so yeah it could just be a case of studios are like hey we're just going to release our kind of top and we're going to just cut out the bottom and put it on streaming you know um if we're looking at this year just domestically i mean the year as a whole i just said it i think it was like six billion let me go back. Sorry. Um, yeah, six and a half billion um, so far. Number one, Top Gun Maverick. Um, your your favorite movie, Ty. Fucking love that movie. And again, this is just domestic. This isn't worldwide. But so six point five billion. If we look at like the top eight, which starts with Spider Man No Way Home. I mean, we're looking at like five hundred and thirty four. This is horrible radio. Quick math. Uh, eight eighty six. Now math. we're looking at twelve. About twelve fifty. Now we're looking at about sixteen twenty. Now we're looking at about uh tw- just twenty k 
two billion. I mean, two point four. Yeah. So we're looking at about like three point one to three point two billion are the top eight. So yeah, half of it I guess is the top eight movies. But I don't know. Again, there's there's the aspect of streaming that not enough. Disenchanted. We're reviewing it this week. Yeah. Maybe they don't make a sequel. Maybe they don't, you know, mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. on this story if it's not for streaming. Yeah, for sure. And you still have movies like Bullet Train, which did a hundred million. Yeah. Like that's not yeah. doing that much movie back then. The Lost City did a hundred million. Um, that's not really a great movie. Elvis did a hundred and fifty million. Did The Lost City only make money because of the movie star Channing Tatum and Sandra <laughs> Bullock? Yeah, probably Ty. Um, shit, where the Crawdads sing actually did ninety million. That's surprising. Huh. Um, everything everywhere all at once did sixty-eight million. There was another one I wanted to point out here. <sighs> another film from this year? Yeah, there, it caught my eye, and I don't know which one it was. Did so we review it? So just uh, bros, move along. Oh yeah, it was bros because it did horrible. Where'd it go? <laughs> um, <laughs> was it really <laughs> eleven million? Poor Billy Eichner. Yeah, they lost a lot of money. Oh, what? Just talking about money. That also brings up the fact that did you see? Avatar 2 needs to be the third or fourth highest grossing <laughs> movie of all time to even be profitable. I saw James Cameron said that. Yeah. Now, we're going to review it when it comes out, and I need to watch the first one. Do you think my experience riding um, Pandora at Disney World is enough to know the plot of Avatar? I have to imagine it's pretty similar, yeah. <laughs> Without being someone who's never ridden the ride, <laughs> seeing what you got there. I've got to imagine. It's amazing. We're probably. I almost cried the first time I rode it. Wow. It's just overwhelming. It's it amazing. It may be better than the film. Even my dad, like, when he got off it the first time, he was like, because I built it up, and it was literally the last ride we rode the whole trip. He was just like, wow. Like you, he, put, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, <laughs> like, building this ride up and then making it the fucking exclamation point. <laughs> like, if that ride bombs, if it breaks down halfway through, you're the dickhead who ruined the trip. Yeah, it would have been bad. Uh, we rate, My dad rated it, reviewed every ride we rode, and for um, – oh, I didn't write down his fucking the review. The last one? I think Riley has it on her phone because my phone died. Oh, no. We need to know. Yeah, I'll, I'll get that to you next week. Okay. Give Remind me. Set a reminder on your phone, and I'll, I'll remind you. If anything, I'm just going to put a reminder next to uh, it on the schedule. Okay, sounds good. Here, I'll give you a little teaser. For the harmonic uh, fireworks show at Epcot, he put absolutely fucking, and I mean absolutely fucking amazing. It gets a deuce-deuce. The scale was from uh, 1 to 22 because it's 2022. Okay. Um, it gets a deuce-deuce, no question, and made the hair stand from my feet to my hands. Might get the bonus at the end of the trip, the bonus being the, the best thing. The fireworks show was oh. his. And I think that's what he gave the bonus to. Was like his number one thing was that fireworks show at Epcot. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fireworks show got the number. You know my dad. You know my dad. And it, it wasn't just a fireworks show because Epcot is a big lake, so they had a bunch of things in the middle yeah. that are, like, floating, and they have, like, cranes that kind of come out, and they, like, do fancy shit. You know what I mean? And, like, fireworks shoot yeah. off of them, and they're lit up and everything. So it's just – you know my dad. You yeah, know the kind of shit he's yeah. into. You think he's got a scale for his rider reviews like we have a scale for our movie reviews? Yeah, 1 to 22. No, but, like, does he break it down in his head? He might. You don't know what's going on. I don't know. He's brain. a very complex or simple man. I'm not yeah. sure. And I've known him my whole life. I think it's a little of both. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, but Avatar, yeah, I saw that. And, that, like, again, we're going to go see it. But, like, I kind of just want it to bomb. I'm so <laughs> – I'm really hoping it does, like, okay, but, like, 800 mil. And they just can't release the other films because they've gone into, like, bankruptcy. Who's, like – who's lining up to go see Avatar? Like, why did the first one do so well? I know a lot of it's Visual international. Effects. 
Well, it was visual effects, too. It was such a unique, beautiful film at the time. And the people just got so fucking invested in it. Like, people were going crazy and suicidal because they couldn't live in this fake world. And it just looked beautiful, and it created this, this I mean, the world building. It's the best that probably any film's ever done in sense of, like, creating this yeah. world. Um, but we're kind of past are that Are the VX, are they even that good, though? Like, if I watch it now in 2022. It's still, it still holds up as fairly even on my bad uh, yeah. CGI TV? No, it probably does, yeah. From what I remember, there's a couple of scenes. So there's, like, the nature CGI, and then there's, like, spoiler alert, like, mech suits, mm-hmm. like the military and shit. Yeah, yeah. Those probably don't look great, if I have to guess. Okay. I don't know if those will hold up or if it'll look like green screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the nature probably still holds up fantastic, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just got a uh, text from your wife. It's about Riley's Christmas present, so I'm not going to read oh, it out man. loud on the podcast. Oh, that would be bad. I don't know, though. We'll see how much VFX kind of plays in 2022 like, when we already have so much other shit. You know? Now, I will say they said they he, quote, had to wait. This isn't a quote. I don't know why he said this is a paraphrase. It's the opposite of quote. <laughs> um, had to wait to release this film until the technology caught up for him to film underwater. I better be fucking blown away because I've seen Aquaman. I've seen Wakanda forever. They, Some of the clips on the trailer look pretty good. It does. But the fact that you had to wait that long to make sure the technology caught up, like, we've had underwater films already. Is this worth the IMAX trip? I feel like it has to be, but I don't want to spend all that money. Yeah. Like, I'm not that excited for the movie, but if there's a movie, like, visually should be on a big screen, it's probably that. It's not a Thursday IMAX. Like, I'm going to wait till like, Discount Tuesday right before we record IMAX. Like a regular ticket price instead of IMAX. (laughs) Ticket price. (laughs) IMAX. I'm not going to line up to see this opening night. Okay. Actually, maybe I will. Maybe that's when it's going to be the least busy. I think the week before you watch the first movie, if you really dig it, you go in full cosplay <laughs> uh, to Avatar 2. Is Zoe Saldana still in this? Yeah, I think. Oh, she got to be. Pretty sure it's like the know. original cast. I do like their trailers. I have seen the trailers. Um, nothing. There's like no information. Yeah, she's in it. Yeah. Um, no information, which I like. Yeah, they're just they're just rocking it. Um just like, look, you know what's going on. Vin Diesel shows up in the cast list. I see that. I don't think that's true. He doesn't have a character name. I hope. Michelle Rodriguez. Are they confusing this with Fast and Furious? What's <laughs> <laughs> going on here? Well, you know what? If they made the technology for Fly to Passage, the ride in Epcot or in Animal Kingdom, and it was that amazing, I'm sure the movie itself is going to be wonderful. <sighs> that's going to be pretty fucking sick, though, if this movie bombs. I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm not even. I wish I could pretend. That I hope that doesn't happen. I very much hope that happens. <laughs> Do I get into? Oh, go ahead. Do, have you seen the runtime on this? I feel like I knew this already. Oh God! What? Like three hours and two minutes? <sighs> Even more. Three hours ten. Oh. Three hours ten minutes runtime on Avatar: The Way of Water. Is it streaming? <laughs> it sure ain't, bud. Fuck. Oh, do I really want to commit to going? I mean, I have to for the pod. Yeah. Three hours. 10 minutes don't forget those. i feel like th- that's the thing is you think it's three hours and then you're like oh we're getting close you forget about those 10 minutes those 10 minutes are gonna sneak up on you this feels like a movie i could take a nap in and still get 90 percent of the story no it's gotta be it yeah. it's like probably I'll, gonna I'll be s- so many side quests that don't matter yeah. just to show off the underwater technology Ugh. you want to get into the disenchanted tie ah let's talk about it jay Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. 
Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Years after her happily ever after, Giselle, Robert, and Morgan move to a new community and Andalasia and the real world are thrown off balance. That's it. It's pretty short. Now, Ty, when did you watch this film? Watched this film last night. Uh, hand up, fell asleep for about five minutes in the middle. Jeez. Um, what a guy. But I, I did, did rewind it. it? No, I, I, I feel like I didn't lose any context. I watched this Friday, the day it came out. Did you? Actually, that's a lie. Saturday. Okay. That's Friday, fine. we watched uh, the documentary that Disney Plus released about Mickey Mouse. Also on Friday. How was that? It was okay. Yeah. I was actually surprised. I thought they were just going to brush past the whole, like, racism. That too, but they actually addressed that. I meant like the World War II stuff, but they like, oh. I mean, well, World discuss. War II was like propaganda and stuff and whatnot. Okay. So they touched on that, but propaganda then they also against Jews. No, they were like anti-Hitler was. Uh, oh, okay. But then they did talk about the like problematic things of like, there's old Mickey shorts where he did like blackface and stuff. Yeah. So. But they did address that. And I was like, wow, that's good. There wasn't any shots of like Mickey Mouse from 1942 rocking Yeezys. No. Okay. No. That's good. <laughs> Could be an issue there. Um, I can't believe you fell asleep with this. Did you watch this movie by yourself? Uh, no, Victoria watched it. Okay, so... Also also dozed off for a little bit in the middle there. Were there... Like we, like, woke each other up and powered through the end. Me and Riley were talking about this. Okay. Were there any jokes about the daughter's name in this film? Uh, no. It was... <laughs> so here's the deal. I felt the tension. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Because I, I feel like if I would have brought it up, she would have been like, what the fuck? So I was waiting to see if she brought it up. But I feel like she was also waiting for me to bring it up. There was just one line at the very end where they were like, I will always love you, Morgan, or something like that. And I was like, oh, if that's ever a line for Victoria just to give Tyler shit, <laughs> that's the one right there. No, and I actually still haven't asked her. Um, so I'm going to ask her when I get home. Well, maybe she'll listen to this. But me and Riley were like talking about it. We're like, she's got to be giving him shit watching this. No, as right? soon as they said it, though, like I, like I kind of half smiled and I was like side eyeing her. Nothing. She didn't say a word. <laughs> All right, that's good. Oh man, that's great. Um, For the listeners at home, my ex girlfriend's name was Morgan. Yes. Fuck her though. Long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> long time ex girlfriend. It's been a long time. Um, what has this gotten around tomatoes, Ty? This has a whopping. Four zero forty percent um critics fifty seven audience, which is not great, especially when you look and see that the original uh enchanted which i I don't have pulled up jay you got that off you got that ready ninety three percent love that what's the audience I don't know I just remember it was ninety three percent from um what you said earlier right, let's do this enchanted two thousand seven rocking a ninety three percent critics and only an 80, 80 audience. Okay, but I mean, 
not, not a huge uh, difference, I guess, now, when you look at it that way. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Um, the critics' consensus is, although Amy Adams remains just as engaging as ever, debatable, Disenchanted lacks the magic that made its predecessor a modern fairy tale classic. And I, I can get that, because what made the first one so different, I guess, was it was like fish out of water, yeah. take a uh, imaginary kind of like, what if you took Cinderella and put her in New York City? Obviously, it wasn't Cinderella, but that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. Well, it was a characterization of all the princesses. Yeah. 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 And that was what made it so different, I think, what made it so fresh and, you know, whatever. And now this one, you're kind of just going back to just fairy tale land. It's kind of just like, well, what if we brought fairy tales into the real world? And it's like, okay, you just get a fairy tale. Like a fairy tale land. Like it's nothing really special. Yeah. When you flip it, you're just doing a fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, I don't know what the solution is. I think the solution is just probably don't make another movie. Yeah. And, you know, like. The fish out of water part was what was the, the charm of the first. Yeah. You just got rid of that. Yeah. It's because it's like the, the characters who were from the real world who would have felt out of place in this, also got turned into fairy tale characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the, the daughter, you know, Morgan being just a regular person, like, what the fuck is going on? Why is everyone like this? Mm-hmm. She's also just like that. Yeah. There's no, no, sure. there no one who is out of water. Maybe the daughter should have went to the animated world. That would have been do the full whole movie in anima- animation. Just it's an animated movie, yeah. I don't hate it. <laughs> um actor that played Morgan is Gabriella Baldacino. Fuck um, yeah, what a last name. <laughs> not surprisingly, her acting debut. <laughs> Are you sure? That's what on Rotten Tomatoes at least. Only movie on Rotten Tomatoes to have a score. So I'm sure I'm sure she's done other acting, like smaller shit, but because here's the deal is I looked it up last night because um with all due respect to Miss Gabri- Gabriella uh, Baldacino <laughs> I I didn't for a fucking second believe she was a high schooler. I thought she was older than myself. 2001. Really? Uh, I thought she was younger. She's only 20. She's not even old enough to buy an alcoholic beverage. Uh, 21. She just turned 21 three days ago. Um, happy born happy December, 21st she birthday. She was born December 23rd. On IMDb, I got born November 20th. No fucking way. <laughs> when is this woman's birthday? <laughs> Google, born December 23rd, 2001. I don't know. <laughs> How many followers? Like, does she have a lot of? Well, she probably has a lot more now. Twenty nine point two followers on Instagram. It, it's kicking me off because I don't have an Instagram. Let me look at her Twitter and see if anyone wished her happy birthday. We need to find out when this woman's birthday is. Um, her last <sighs> tweet was April sixth. Hmm. Fuck, that was a that was a while ago. So yeah, IMDb and Google have differing opinions on when she was born. So she either just turned twenty one or she's about to be twenty one. Either can have an alcoholic beverage or cannot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, her acting, I mean, on IMDb, it, there's the she Connors was, TV series. I was going to say she was also in the Connors. Becoming Mother Nature podcast series. Ask for Jane, a, a film from 2018. Unschooled TV movie, Annie, Uncredited, School Spirits, Tower Heist. Tower Heist? No. The she movie was a Ferris with all those wheel. guys? She was the Ferris wheel girl in Tower Heist. Wow. I like that movie. That's a great movie. You ever seen it? I have. Yeah. It's got like Eddie Murphy and. Don't know if it's actually good. I just know. I think it's bad. Watching it a lot when I was like a teenager. Um, Tower Heist. I just started a business chat with Gabriella Baldinocchio. 
Tower Heist, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sounds like it's aggressively okay. Um, she Business chat? What did you say? I didn't catch that. You started a oh, business yeah, chat Oh, it, yeah. It, I don't know. Um, she well, posts- this is business, so. <laughs> Let me message her. Like you, I don't know if she knows this now. She's now a star of a Disney film. We should get her birthday accurate on the internet. And Google has different answers, and we are dying to know the truth on our movie podcast. I'm not going to say what movie podcast, because maybe she'll think we're with someone No like, shameless plugs. Yeah. I don't want her ever listening to this. But she might be like, oh, this guy might be with like Collider or something. Oh, right. okay. You want to mislead her. Yes. I just put, when is your birthday? IMDb and Google has different answers. Should be have. Has different answers, and we are dying to know the truth on our movie podcast. Dying. Dying to know the truth. I'm going to be up at night waiting for her response. <laughs> if I actually get a response, that'd be hilarious. I hope it happens live, live on the pod. <laughs> um, so this is maybe, well, not her acting, pretty much her acting debut, let's be honest. Um, oh, God damn, did you know Casey Affleck was in Tower Heist? No, Brother of Ben Affleck. No, I did not. I know the guy from, um, yep, Ferris Bueller's yep. Day Off, isn't it? Did you know that's what I was talking about? Yep. Matthew Broderick. Um, James Marsden also, I was um, didn't realize he was that old because he was in the first one in 2007. Don't know how old he is, but this obviously man. he was old enough to be in the 2007 one. Here's the deal with him, though. There's a lot of people who get a lot of credit for not aging. I think he has not aged more than anyone in the history of, of He turns time. 50 next September. Like, if I didn't know who James Marsden was, you show me a picture, I think 32. That's what I'm saying. So he turns 50 next September. From the Sonic movies, I thought he was like, yeah, like 32. Yeah. No, incre- like Paul Rudd, respectfully, I think James Marsden looks younger than Paul Rudd. And I think he may actually be older. No, Paul Rudd, I think, I is know. actually <laughs> yeah. in his 50s. 53. There's a three-year gap. Yeah, James Marsden's looking good. He's incredible. He's looking real good. Good for him. If you show me a picture of young James Marsden, I'm like, all right, he's aged a lot since then. But if you just show me regular James Marsden, pretty let me, impressive. Let me Google young James That man Marsden. was born in 73. He was in high school with people born in the 60s. Yeah, same year my dad was born. 73? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love your dad. Turning 50 next year. Looks like James Marsden could be his son. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to your dad. <laughs> That's all compliments to Mr. Marsden. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. Um, you want to get into your plot slash story score, Ty? <laughs> yeah, disenchanted, plot slash story. So we get we get the, the reverse of the first one. Um, they move to a new city. They're not digging the big city vibes, even though I, like, I think I've seen the first one. I don't really remember. I feel like she was probably really like she fell in love with the big city vibes. Yeah, it explained in the beginning. She she fell out of love with it. Yeah. They had a baby, which seemed like it was going to be a central plot point in the beginning. That child just didn't and appear at all. I completely forgot about the fact they had a baby. Yeah. That baby. baby is the most inconsequential baby in a film maybe ever. I would agree. They didn't need a baby. They could have had a puppy. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not wrong. Like, the dog could have been tearing up the apartment. or like, oh, we got to get him a yard. Yeah. That would have been more consequential than the child baby was pointless <laughs> it was incredible and like the whole thing was like oh here's the wand for the baby she just used that wand she took her child's wand yeah she did and then you just don't hear from or care about the baby really the rest where was of the, the baby in the final battle at home 
<laughs> by herself? Yeah, no one was watching her. I, well, I know there was like those neighbors or whatever that the fairies that were oh, watching the where, baby. Yeah. So what a stupid. <laughs> Did you just subtract your score? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, give me a rundown, Ty, of your score. So, that's just that's the reverse of the first. So they move to the big, they move out of the big city. They get a house. They want to be you know small time and feel like the fairy tale land, which like. If that's what you wanted, you should have just fucking stayed there in the first place. He's um, homesick, bro. Okay, whatever. Move back to Fairylittale land, then. Make your husband change his ways. Okay, I like it. Yeah, that would have been better. He would have been the fish out of water. That would have been a better way to do it. <laughs> uh, they end up doing that, and then because she's a stepmom, once it, you know she makes a wish that it's more like a fairy tale. She's a stepmom. She turns evil because every stepmom in fairy tales is evil. Caught that, like, right away when she started calling her mom and it was known that she wasn't mom. I was like, oh, she's going to be an evil stepmother. Really? Um, I hate that. Picked up on it very quickly. Well, good for you, big brain. Thank you. Um, She ends up being an evil stepmom. Her, like, she's losing it. And then the evil stepmom is so evil she wants to take over the throne from the evil queen. And then they battle and then the stepdaughter saves the day. Yep. I gave it an eight. Oh, wow. Higher than I did. Yeah, it was fine. Like, it felt like a fairy tale kind of story. It hit all the beats. Um, I think children would enjoy it for, mm-hmm. for like, a fairy tale type thing. Like, that. I don't think Cinderella has a great story. I don't think Snow White has a great story. I don't think Sleeping Beauty wow. has a good story. How dare you say that? I think they're pretty cookie cutter. They're fairy tale stories. I think they're Tangled has a wonderful story. They're just cookie cutter because you're used to it. Sure, maybe. But this is the same as all of that. This has been done before. I think it's fine. It, it is what it is. It's a fairy tale. They tried to do a unique thing with it. Didn't really like it. The baby was inconsequential. <laughs> the baby was inconsequential. Now, I feel like I'm going to say positive things about it, but my score is so low. It's a okay. seven. Um, so it might not necessarily add up with the the score. Yeah. Um, but I gave it actually some credit in a different category. Um, no, I just gave it a seven. Like you said, a lot of, um, you know, cookie cutter stuff. I will say they did, they did surprise me. So in the first 20 or so minutes of this film, tie 15, however many, I thought this was going to be a contender for worst movie of the year. Oh. Or worst movie in, in within the line's history. Okay. Like in the beginning when they moved to the city. We're talking Thunder Force, which 18? I'm going to do some research. Continue talking. So they move to this new city and like she's not popular at school and her husband has to ride the train and he hates the train. Um, yeah. And I thought we were going to the direction of. You just pissed me off, Jay. You made me look up Thunder Force. Forgot piece of shit Ben Falco and Sam. <laughs> I thought we were just going to be, like, cheaper. You ever seen Cheaper by the Dozen? Yeah. I thought we were going to go Cheaper by the Dozen storyline. You remember the storyline Cheaper by the Dozen? There's a dozen kids. <laughs> they move out of their, like, their town they live in because the dad gets, like, a college football job or whatever, and all the kids hate it. They just want to go back to their hometown, and the, the son wants to go play hometown football or whatever. I don't know if that's exactly what happens, but um, why are you looking at me like that? Are you slandering Cheaper by the Dozen right now? No. I think Cheaper by the Dozen doesn't does it fine now i will say i did watch cheaper by the dozen in the last calendar year and it doesn't hold up as much as you think it does i feel like that's one of those movies you just get the fuck over it it's cheaper by the dozen anyways i thought we were heading in that direction where it was just going to be like a, oh we miss new york yeah. and they're mad about it the whole time and then they were just going to go back to new york and i was yeah. like i hate this i hate everything about this and then okay. they switched it up on me and the evil stepmother thing uh was not expected by me and i kind of liked how they did almost like an evil versus evil i thought that was a little bit of a different spin on it that was their excuse of it being different. Yeah. Um, that's what that they was, pitched in the writer's room. Like, Well, that was their way of Amy Adams still kind of being the hero while also kind of being the villain. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but all that being said, I still gave it a seven. <laughs> okay. I, I did the, the evil versus evil thing was unique. I, I give them props for that. Yeah. The wicked stepmom became so wicked. She was like this, this bad bitch in charge. I want to be worse than her. Yeah. Which is impressive. Yeah. Um, the completely unrelated to the story. She has a squirrel who was her friend in the first one turns into a cat. Mm-hmm. The least looking cat cat in cinematic history. That's <laughs> just an obese squirrel. Yeah. Didn't look like a cat at all. That was the point, I think. For it to not look like a cat when it turned into like, a cat? For it to look like a squirrel cat. I fucking hated it. It was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you give it for visual cinematography? Visual slash cinematography, I... The more I think about it, the more it lowers. I'm currently sitting at a 7 out of 20. Oh my God. I think there was moments in this film where it felt like a Disney... Um, Dis- not Disney Plus. What's the other shit? Like a Disney, Disney Channel original. Disney Channel original film. Gotcha. Um, it looked really, really bad. The like cat a TV was bad. movie. TV movie. It looked really cheap and and shitty. And I think of like the fairies like flying away, and I think of them hitting the light switch and like the electricity running up the wall. <laughs> yeah, that like, was that was ridiculous. It looks so bad. It looks terrible. That was pretty um, ridiculous. There was a lot of very bad cuts and stuff as well. Bad the continuity. There was. I literally at one point in the film can't recall exactly when it was literally yelled out to riley that was a horrible cut yeah i'm glad i did i'm glad you picked up on that jay that just shows how keen our eye is for these kind of films (laughs) yeah i'm finished with a seven and i think if you make me talk about it more you could convince me of six i gave it a little bit higher i gave it a nine okay uh for maybe two reasons you you kind of hit the nail on the head about all the stuff that's wrong with it uh there was a mini one shot when they were in the kitchen not sure if you remember that i don't it was when they were getting ready for their first morning in their new town. And she was like preparing breakfast and it was a mess and things were going all over. And then they spilled coffee on the daughter and everything. It was like a one shot of like panning through the kitchen a little bit. Huh. thought for sure you would, uh, it I wasn't a big one. I didn't, well, maybe it wasn't enough of a one shot for me. Um, and I did like little minor detail. I liked how when it w- went into fairy, fairy tale mode, it was like brighter. They added like a, like a white hue. To the screen. I don't know if you, you picked okay, up on that. Gotcha. I thought you meant like the little piece that was animated in this. But no, you're talking about when the world switches. Yeah, when the world switches, they like there was like a lighting change to indicate that switch. Okay. And there was some attention to detail there. Yeah. And I, I thought that was okay. Okay. <laughs> Love that. What a compliment. I thought that was pause. Okay. <laughs> And that's pretty much, I mean, nine. You probably could give it lower. There's not, yeah, there's some really, some pretty bad looking things, but I don't think they like overkilled it with the CGI. So it's not like, you know, whatever. And there was some bad cuts and whatnot. So maybe, yeah, the more I talk about it, the lower it'll get. I don't know. The fucking dragon. You could see the dragon peeking through the cave. Patrick Dempsey went to fight him. Worst looking dragon ever. (laughs) Didn't pay attention to the dragon. No, it was like really shadowy, but you could like, you could take a peep in that cage. Terrible. Looks so (laughs) bad. Ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm going to finish with a seven because I did like the little bit where it went back to animated. And it was fairy tale. I feel like if you're a person in this kind of movie and they do a little animation like, oh, that's the fairy tale version of you. Kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of cool to see that Yeah, as an actor. Yeah, I would like that. Key elements tie. This is the highest category I gave. And I actually gave it some love here, Okay, uh, which is usually the case for key elements. Um, so it deserves some love. If you don't score well in key elements, let me tell you, you got a dog shit film on your hands. I gave it a 14 out of 20. I think 
it's kind of got its traditional storybook kind of vibe going on. So it appeals to that. I think it'll appeal to children. Um, it's got the dumb kind of family comedy that might not be funny for like us or maybe not the majority, but like kids will find is funny. Um, although I did, did get one chuckle from that like blonde henchwoman. Okay. Um, she got yeah. one chuckle out of me. That was it. Which do you remember what line it was? No. Okay. Because I think she got a chuckle or two out of me as well. <laughs> no, but I, I actually what I really did like about it is they were kind of like self-aware. Like they kind of like were meta about the storybook and they like just kind of like, you know, mentioned, you know, like every like unbearable way to massive talent, but not as, as big as that. But um, they were just like meta about like the tropes of fairy tales and they kind of like brought them. They addressed them head on. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Like that'll fly over a kid's head. But like to the adults watching it with their kids, that'll be kind of like. Something that's kind of funny to them when they make fun of, you know, it always having to be a man saving the day or whatever that was. I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, they did address those tropes head on. I gave it a 14 out of 20. I gave it a 13. Okay. Uh, right there with it's Again, cookie cutter story because it's just a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. Like you have the Wicked Witch. You have magic. You have Patrick Dempsey. I really like the guy as a person because he quite literally has like what just the greatest life ever where you became like a, a hit TV star and everyone fell in love with you and then you made so much money that you said, fuck this, and just went and started your own racing team and just got to drive fast cars. Wow, he did that? Yeah, that's why he quit Grey's Anatomy and, spoiler alert, they killed off his character. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because he started like a Formula One oh. racing team. United Sports Car like, Championship. Yeah. And um, he's just like, fuck it, I'm going to be a race car Formula driver. One. But no, no. Uh, he won twice. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know if he was any good. Um, that's just the greatest life ever. Yeah, good for him. There's like I'm gonna act. Everyone's gonna love me. Stop doing it in 2013, though. Well, you started stop Grey's Anatomy before that, so which <laughs> is incredible. So I like that man. His side quest and his story so unnecessary to this. And let yeah. me tell you, this movie it, this movie should have been an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how you do it. <laughs> that was your fish out of water moment with Patrick Dempsey. That was, we're paying Patrick Dempsey X amount of dollars. We need to actually get him in this movie. Yeah, so he's just going to go and fight a dragon and then fight an ogre. And and also the 20-minute buildup where you think you're getting the cheaper by the dozen story, as you say. Not necessary. Mm-hmm. The rest of it, though, is very fairy tale. You got the magic. You got the, the prince and the princess. Well, that's what's the... funny about this is the fairy tale part. It's almost just like an episode of a Disney Plus show, and they just had to add padding to yeah. it to make it into a movie. No, for real. That's what <laughs> it ends up being. And, like, that... That's fine. I don't hate that. I don't hate what they did there. I think, honestly, I think kids are going to enjoy this film. Mm-hmm. I think any adult, not really, but I think the kids are going to like it. And I think it hit, hits on all those cues, and you got the ridiculous talking cat, squirrel. Um, you got the singing and the music and the angsty teenager who everyone's going to think so cool. <laughs> uh, it was fine. It was okay. 13. 13 out of 20. Well, speaking of the angsty teenager tie, characters, my lowest score, tied for my lowest score. But I'm kind of giving something away there. Okay. Oh, you're giving away enjoyment. (sighs) I might have to change my enjoyment now. I'm going to just so (laughs) I'm changing my enjoyment now just so it's not a spoiler. Okay. Uh, I give this a 6 out of 20. (laughs) Wow. Um, I hated, like, actually, like, Maybe the level of you with Artemis Fowl or the one teenager you hated in Black Adam. I fucking hated 
the whole Amy Adams fish out of water fairy tale, like still doesn't understand what sarcasm is. Like, look, it was cute in the first one. I get you still want to do it. This bitch has been in the real world for 15 oh. years. Yeah. It's a long time. You're telling me she's pretty much the same age as this teenage <laughs> daughter. Her teenage daughter has had just now. There obviously is always going to be things that parents don't understand with teenagers. That's just it's how fair. human ev- evolution works. Yeah, but she there's no way 15 years later she still like doesn't understand the real world. You know what I mean? Like she was what I don't know 25 in the first one, so she spent 40 percent of her life. In the in the in the real world, I will say hated I hated it. I think it's only like a ten year difference because the child was not two in the first one. She's like a, like a she like she maybe six. If I had to guess, I don't give a fuck. She's um, had a decade to figure it out. Makes no sense. Um, I hated that about Amy Adams' character. And the one she got in the fairy tale land, it was just kind of a dare I say a um I can't think of the word right now. You said, when, dare I say, you thought you had to prep people for what you were going to say, and then you couldn't say it. Mailed it in. A mailed-in performance oh, by Amy Adams. That's what I meant no to say. No shit. Um, didn't think she was that great in this. Um, Patrick Dempsey, irrelevant. Didn't need to be in this. Baby. That baby does not have an acting career in front of him. Mm. Or her. Don't remember if it was a boy or girl, baby. Um, I can't fucking wait till that baby becomes the biggest star <laughs> on the fucking planet. <laughs> um, the daughter. Mr. Mrs. Gabriella Baldin- Baldinicio. Baldacino. The most Italian name ever. <laughs> Baldacino. You're horrible. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. Jason, you just asked this woman her birthday and said you were dying to find out. I I said that, you, like, when I was watching, I'm like, Tyler's going to hate this this actress because I hated her. And if I hate a woman, uh, I was about to say woman. That's <laughs> woman? almost very bad. <laughs> I'm going to make you know I'm going to hate the woman. What? If I hate a child actor, oh. I know you're going to hate that child actor more, Still? even though she's 20 years old. Wait. Still can't buy herself a beer legally, I think, depending on when her birthday fell. Well, she, when she filmed this, she was like 18, so. Great point. Um, a younger actor. Okay. If I hate them, Tyler's going to hate them. And I just thought Maya Rudolph was not a bright spot in this. I thought maybe she could provide a bright spot. I don't think she did. I thought she was whatever. I thought, again, kind of mailed it in a little bit, I think. Um, I, I was not impressed by anyone. I did not really – I. I gave it like a three for main character, three for side, or two and four, something along those lines. I gave it a six. Wow, a six. Yeah. it's They have no charm. I'm sorry. So I'm going to start here before I get my score. You, you shit on Miss Amy Adams a little bit here. Yeah, I did. Let me tell you, she was – I didn't have an issue with her in this film. I think she was fine. I think she was forced to play this ridiculous, you know, quirky kind of, ooh, I'm all over the top and – I think that's fine. She was doing what she was paid for. Do I think it was a good performance? No. Do I think it brought anything special out? No. But I think it was fine. But the character was still horrible. They wrote the character to be horrible. Character wasn't great. Um, Jay, I landed on a four out of twenty for characters. Here I was thinking I was coming in fucking guns a blazing. Ah, uh, look, you're saying my issue is going to be with Miss Gabriella Baldinicio. Baldinicio, or whatever. <laughs> Bald. Baldacino. Baldacino. Terrible. Fucking awful. Yeah. Respectfully, happy late birthday. You're terrible in this film. Or early birthday. Or early birthday. <laughs> Not good in this film. Um, I don't think that's a good showcase on your abilities. That mm-hmm. way it's respectful. I think you can do better, and you know you can do better. <laughs> um, The son of Maya Rudolph. Fucking atrocious. What a terrible Oh, actor. yeah. 
him to it's the worst he, line delivery. Hold on, we're down to a five. Where I forgot he existed. So bad. I so groaned bad every film. time he was on the on the screen. He was so bad. Yeah. Like that scene where they bumped into each other in like yeah. the hallway. Oh my god. Awful performance. Terrible actor. That is the peak of his ability, and he should retire from <laughs> acting. Um, go into a trade school. Become a truck driver. Because you're not gonna make it as an actor. <laughs> Patrick Dempsey moving on Patrick Dempsey I like the guy he has the, my dream life I wish I could be Patrick Dempsey very bad in this film as soon as he went from being like businessman and he went to the fairy tale god awful performance man did not know how to have fun on screen and just be ridiculous over the top fairy tale person uh, Colton Stewart by the way Colton is. Stewart yeah okay the man you're asking keep my eyes out he's got some money to start up a business I'm hoping you see some Colton Stewart uh, like trucking company hey he plays um, Zelly in the Disney Plus movie Sneaker Sneakerella. Sneakerella? Sneakerella, like Cinderella, but sneakers. Okay. Which has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. No shit. With twelve reviews. Okay. But only has a forty eight audience. Ooh, okay. So put some respect on his name, please. I have an issue with all these people in this film. I think Adam, Amy Adams is fine. The person I liked the least oh, in this film. It's not fucking Colton Stewart? Colton Stewart's bad, not enough scream time. I know where he got it from, though, because it's his mom. Maya Rudolph is fucking terrible in this. <laughs> she is so, so bad. And she's probably one of, like, the biggest name actresses in this film. Yeah, she Like, is. her and Amy Adams are, are stars. Yeah. And Maya Rudolph is fucking atrocious. It's such a bad performance. It's so disingenuous. It's such bad line delivery. And I, I don't know that I can remember the last time I've liked her in something. The Mitchells versus the Machines. Voice acting, you say it's not acting doesn't count. Um, <laughs> Maybe that's why her last few movies um, we look at the Mitchells versus the Machines, um, the Willabos, Willabies, um, Angry Birds movie two, Luca, okay, um, Lego Movie Part two. A lot of her movies look like they're voice acting, and I could see why the emoji like it's a lot of voice acting. She she should do voice acting. She's fucking terrible on screen. In this. Were you the one that told me the Angry Birds movie is actually not that bad? <laughs> the first one? Yeah. Absolutely. I thought, okay. I thought you were the one that said that. What, what does it have? <laughs> Pretty bad. <laughs> 40, no. 43. That's a good movie. <laughs> Angry Birds movie 2 has a 73. So if you like the first one, maybe you need to watch the second one. That's not a bad movie. I don't know. Maya Rudolph's fucking atrocious. I feel like I've seen her in more stuff here Bridesmaids she's in. That's like a decade ago. No, there is something somewhat recently I remember seeing her in. That's why I'm going crazy, but and now thought I'm... she was, like, okay in, but I don't see anything from the last five years. I'm not so going I'm... crazy, right? Yeah, she was, like, just in something. We definitely watched something, or I, I, it was, like, mainstream that she was in something. She's in Big Mouth. Rona, Big Mouth. Yeah, that's fine. The Good Place, Saturday Night Live. What the fuck's Wine Country Sisters, Licorice Pizza? We never reviewed that. Hubie Halloween, she was fucking terrible in Hubie mm. Halloween. That's a good film, though. No, it's not. It's Don't make excuses film. for that. The Willoughby, I haven't seen it. Hubie Halloween doesn't even pop up on her Rotten Tomatoes. It's got to be super minimal. She's there because her friend's there. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I'm pretty sure I was thinking of uh, Hubie Halloween, what I liked her in. <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I don't know, man. She was fucking really, really, really bad in this. Like, awful performance. Incredibly bad. Just as bad as her son and the angsty teenager who was, oh, my God, mom, the f first 20 fucking minutes and just terrible. But 
I'll be honest, them switching up to the fairy tale did did help Miss Gabriella. B- uh, can yeah. I get the last name, please? Um, Baldacino. Baldacino. Yeah. It helped her out. It, it was a better performance in the second half for her. Um, but yeah, there was there was a lot of really really awful acting in this film. Yeah, I don't think Maya Rudolph was good. I thought she was bad. Um, Atrocious. Did not think that was going to be the the character you stood on for hatred. Really bad. Really, really, really bad. Hated her in this. I'm going to do some research because she definitely has an uncredited role in something here recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she feels like we just watched a movie with her. Um, enjoyment tie. I can move my score back down because I moved my character score down to a six because I remember the Nice. Uh, I gave this a six out of 20. Okay. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. And when I'm happy the movie's over, but not because like I just saw a really good movie that made me feel emotion, that's not a good sign. Like, when me and Rai are watching a movie together and the movie's over, I'm like, fuck, finally. Like, we could just watch fucking YouTube or something. <laughs> like, that's just not a good, you know, yeah. like, it's inconsequential. I think little kids will like it. But it's one of those movies, like, when I have a child in the future and, when, you know, when you're when Xander's four years old or whatever, well, younger than four, like, you're trying to make sure he doesn't watch this. Like, these are one of those movies you don't want your young child to fall in love with and want to watch over and over because that's what young children do is they pick one movie and they'll watch it. over it. Oh, I would. Yeah, no, no chance I'm allowing him to make this his movie. <laughs> so, exactly. It's a movie, you're, you know, like, you're you're like, no, no, Cars, go watch Cars, go watch, you know, whatever. Um, so, yeah. Cars plays. Six out of five. I'm actually going to have to start thinking about that, like, legitimately. What I, ex- what I expose him to. Yeah. For him to get obsessed with, just, like. Probably, I wonder if, like, the, those, like, Spider-Man shorts that they have on Disney, not shorts, but, like, the Spider-Man episodes they have on, like, Disney+. Plus. That might be a good shout. They have, like, the little kid version of them. Really? Should I only show him, like, the cartoons that I wish I had time to sit down and rewatch from my childhood? That's not a bad idea. I'm thinking, like, the Batman animated series. That might be a little bit older. That might be, like, 5, 6 range, but it's fucking Batman, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, just shit like that where I'm like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind putting this on and watching it. Yeah, or some some... What are your, some of your favorite cartoons from when you were like a younger child? <sighs> Fairly Odd Parents is up there. Oh yeah, it's the best. It's wonderful. That's my all-time fave. Haven't seen Jimmy Neutron in forever. SpongeBob, obviously. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, fuck with Danny Phantom. I feel like there's only a couple seasons of that. Wasn't a big Danny Phantom guy. I really liked uh, Codename Kid Next Door. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, a little bit. Wasn't a big fan of that one as much. Or um, there's definitely one that I'm leaving. Courage out the here. Cowardly Dog scared the shit out of me. Dude, Didn't that watch was, that. That was the most terrifying cartoon ever. I don't understand why it was made for children. <laughs> <laughs> scared the fuck out of me until, like, a while. Yeah. Like, I think I would probably, if it was on while I was going to bed today, I'd probably still feel a little I'd like, turn it off. I would not watch it. I wouldn't enjoy it. I would 100% turn it off. Yeah, there's some I'm missing as well that I don't remember. I used to watch, like, this was older, obviously, like, nine ten. I'd watch uh, Hannah Montana, but then turn the channel anytime like my parents oh, came in the room. of it? I was. I was very embarrassed. I was too embarrassed for someone to even walk in to catch me watching it. <laughs> I just won it. I refused. It was a good show. I've heard it's all right. It was a good, I, fu- I fucked with it back in the day. That was my two extremes. It was Hannah Montana and it was wrestling because I didn't know my parents. Like my dad straight up told me when he caught me watching wrestling. Finally, he's like, "Dude, I don't care if you watch wrestling." Um, and then yeah, after that, you were embarrassed to wrestling. It was Hannah Montana and wrestling. It was like the two and Family Guy. I'd watch Family Guy like when it was on TBS, like at you know nine o'clock or whatever. Okay. Um, but those were the three. But it's just funny how I'd go from Hannah Montana to fucking wrestling and Family Guy. Fuck yeah, that was my uh, spectrum. What did you give this enjoyment, Ty? I gave this a uh, six out of hey, twenty. Same as me. Yeah, I think it was a little bit higher. And the more we talked about it, I dropped it down. Um, 
not good. It's not a good film. I don't. I'm like, oh, I think kids would like this, but now I'm thinking about it. I don't want my son to like this. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't want to rewatch this. For your this. sake. I wouldn't recommend this to anyone. If you're a big Enchanted fan, you probably skip this. Yeah. I don't even think this does the characters justice. Again, don't really remember the first. But if I had to guess, not great. Um, so I told you before the pod I gave it a score that I'd never given before. That score only got lower and lower the more we talked about this film. So it is a score I've given before. Oh, no. Uh, fittingly, it is the same score I gave to uh, a movie we saw in Arizona. I'm going to Arizona this weekend. Oh. That is the film Tom and Jerry. Um, so I give this a 41 out of 100. No shit. I thought I gave it a better score than you while we were discussing it. Um, really? I thought I did. Finished with a 38 out of 100. That's what you gave it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dropped it below 40, um, which that's fucking tough to do. Finished with a 39.5 out of 100, making it our – I just I just ranked our movies alphabetically rather than my score. <laughs> 39 and a half, putting it at 141 out of 157 films we've reviewed with our scale. It's with the likes of Pinocchio, Reminiscence, <laughs> Pinocchio, Pinocchio uh, Tom and Jerry. Which, it's like a five-point jump there. Me time. What happened to your for Halloween Ends notes? Note where it said like 145th at time of review or whatever. It's so hard. I would have had to like refilter in everything because um, like as soon as you move the movies in the, the filter, it doesn't move outside the filter. So you just scrapped it. You couldn't have just put a comment on that that square? Oh my god, that's such a great idea. Well, it's too late now. We don't remember what it was. I was going to say, like, oh, I'll go back and find out. I'm not going to go back and find out. <laughs> I don't remember. Well, Probably this wouldn't be that hard either because we just skip right to the end of the Halloween Ends podcast. I'm going to put it – like, I got a four-day weekend ahead of me. I'm going to put it at, like, a 15% chance that I do that. And next pod, you have it. All right. Sounds good. Um, 141st for Disenchanted, though. Sandwiched between two Disney movies. Both went to Disney+. Plus. One of which we paid for, Mulan. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Bad movie. Um, and Pinocchio. So Disney Plus originals just aren't looking great. Uh, yeah, I wish there was an argument to be made there, but there's not. It's a bad film. Um, speaking of Disney movies, Ty, Random Rants made a movie score to wrap up the pod. No Armin Wright White review on Disenchanted, thankfully. Um, kind of sick and tired of him, but I can't quit him. Um, <laughs> I can't quit you. That's a that's a Brokeback Mountain line. This is a Disney movie. Okay. Um, That's all you need to know. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> You say animated live action. Well, I was gonna think of if there were like I was trying to think is there like Disney movies that aren't like Disney movies, but I don't think you'll count like I don't know. It's fine. Um, it's a Disney movie. This review comes from Christopher Tukey of the Daily Mail in the UK. Okay. The review is it is a fresh review. Original score four out of five. You said this is from the UK. Yeah. Okay. Score four out of five. It's funny, entertaining, and visually witty. I could happily watch it again just for the in- ingenuity of the background detail. What a tease, the background <laughs> detail. That's going to get me fucking thinking. <sighs> so, look, you think background detail, my mind, if we're going Disney, jumps to, like, Pixar and the little fucking Easter eggs that connect the whole universes. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you The tell rain me? scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> the detail. That's the <laughs> foreground detail all the way to the background detail. Like, just detail and everything. Um, you think of something like that, then you think, uh, I don't even know, 
I feel like it's animated. I feel like you went animated here. Did you tell me when that review took place? No. Just that it was from Christopher Tukey of the UK, and it was fresh, four out of five. Okay. Not going to tell you when the review was. <sighs> the background detail. But it could just be like, well, no, because Rotten Tomatoes wasn't around. I was going to say like a 1998 review. That makes no fucking sense. There are, I will tell you, there are reviews from that time. Yeah, but it's not like they posted them at that time. Because someone on in Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, it's, it'll say like September 20th, 1998. No. Yeah, I've seen them. I was looking before this. I was actually, the other movie I was going to do was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer because my Rudolph, um, and there was reviews from like the 90s. I don't know if they just like go back and scrape them or if like the artist, the writer like re-enters them from Goes back and gets previous newspaper time. clippings. Yeah. Can I get the review one more time? It's funny, entertaining, and visually witty. I could happily watch it again just for the ingenuity of the background detail. Was this movie released in theaters? Should I really tell you that? It was. It was. I'll give you that. I was thinking um, Disney's like like a Mickey Mouse Christmas. <laughs> No, it's like nothing a, like, like that. Like a direct-to-DVD. It's, it's nothing like that. I should that. have said that. Not streaming, but direct-to-DVD. Because I don't know. Maybe that was visually entertaining with all like the villains and stuff on screen, you know? Yeah, I got you. You just did a Mickey Mouse. You were talking about it, the Mickey Mouse documentary. Mm-hmm. So I think the mouse appears in this. Maybe. British guy who thinks it's visually appealing. Maybe there's a lot of water. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck, man. I have to call the clock on you. I'm going to go Wally. I'm going to go Wally. Visually entertaining because no one really talks. It's all visual. The background detail of all the trash and the different Pixar stuff. We're going Wally final answer. It is not Wally. It is a better movie than Wally. Um Jay, just a reminder, you gave Wally a 92 out of 100. <laughs> Cars 2. What a disgusting film. <laughs> You haven't caught on by now that I'll usually pick films that you hate and make and read you fresh reviews. No, I haven't caught on to any of this. This is so much harder than guessing a random number. <laughs> the context clues throw me off the fucking course so much. <laughs> so much. Visually, Cars 2 is like the fucking secret agent shit, right? Yeah. It's just like a mater. What a dog shit film. It's so good. Dog shit film. Saw it in the theaters with Grandma Coco. Cars 1 is just like a redemption story of racing. Cars 2 is an international spy. Cars 3 is a redemption story of racing. Makes no sense why that's a part of this <laughs> fucking trilogy. My favorite review of them all, which I almost read you, but it had the year in it, so I don't know. Maybe that would have given you a chance. Just off the top of my head, I would say Cars 2 came out. If you would tell me 2005, I'd believe you. If you tell me 2013, I'd believe you. 2011. Somewhere in the middle there. Um, <laughs> this is from Matt Brunson of Film Frenzy. <laughs> I defy anyone. I defy anyone. I think it means like I dare anyone. I don't know. Yeah. I defy is he British? I don't know. Because all I kept thinking was, what was the other review? Like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? That's <laughs> all so I was thinking. So they say weird words there. I defy anyone <laughs> to tell me with a straight face that this is anywhere near as awful as 2011's other family hits, Zookeeper and Mr. Popper's Penguins. Case closed. Wow. And that was a review written in 2019. <laughs> Mr. Popper's Penguins the Jim Carrey one, right? Yeah. Weird I, film. I just loved how this guy wrote a review eight years later. Comparing this to the other films from 2011, and that's why he gave it a fresh. Maybe he was just like, you know how people do like the MCU in chronological order? Mm-hmm. He was just doing like movies in chronological order. Maybe, yeah. He was just like, what What was big in this year? Let's just keep it fucking churning. 
Yeah. You've seen the guy who, like, listens to songs for the first time on, like, TikTok or YouTube? Nope. He just listens to music. I don't know, like, what his deal was. He just didn't grow up with music. But he listens to songs for the first time that were, like, hits. And he's like, oh, like, he's fucking feeling them. Mm-hmm. I like to think that's what this guy's doing with the movies. He's just going through and, like, what's a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, Ty. Um, speaking a lot about Disney, what do we got next week for the pod? Next week for the pod, we are reviewing the Disney Plus streaming re- no, theaters. Theaters. No. I think it's just theaters. No, I put Disney Plus down. I'm going to be so fucking pissed if I got to go to theaters to watch it, this. I'm 99% sure it's only theaters. What happened to the Tyler that loved going to the movies? Uh, got old quick. The Tyler that during the pandemic was like, I miss the movies. Mm. You think going to the movies is old? For certain films. Again, I just was hyping up how great it is that I can stream films at home. I feel like spot. you don't like going to the movies. I will go to the movies and see a mediocre movie just to go to the movies. I love You want to know the truth? You want to know the truth? Yeah. Popcorn started to hurt my stomach a little bit. It hurts my stomach, too, and I still eat it. It usually wasn't an issue, and now it hurts my stomach whenever I go. So I'm like, I got to get it, but I know I'm in for pain that night. Maybe you should just bring, like, potato chips. (sighs) (laughs) I'm like, can I just get a bucket and I open a giant bag of Lay's? (laughs) Just pour it in. Um, The movie is Strange World. Where can I watch Strange Don't buy popcorn. World. What the fuck else am I going to the movie? Comes out in theaters tonight. You want to go see it? There's a show in Strange World for 47 minutes. Full movie Disney Plus. No. Get Disney Plus. I Oh, that's trailer. Theatrical trailer now available. Is it not available? I'm 99% sure it's only theaters tie. Is Strange World streaming on Disney Plus or Netflix? This nope. doesn't even argue. Disney Strange World Twitter account says Disney Strange World is now playing only in theaters. Get As tickets. of now, the only way to watch Strange World is head to a movie theater when it releases on. So I'll be honest. What I looked at was, is Strange World streaming on Disney Plus or Netflix? And I thought that was like a one or the other. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. It's a Disney. Obviously, it's Disney Plus. So I put down that it was streaming. I'm really fucking bummed that I got to go to the movies for this. Why are you bummed? It's I, a big Disney film with Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it a big Disney film? I haven't seen a goddamn thing about it. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't know this movie's releasing. Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, is the main voice actor. I do like him. He was also in Reminiscence. No, he wasn't. It was the other movie. What was the other movie I'm thinking of? Was the same guy? Missing Kid? Played a cop? It's the... Prisoners. Worst, yeah, there it is. So, he isn't always in good films. <laughs> I don't know. I think you just need to get over it and... Strange World. Animated Disney+. Plus. I have no idea what this is good sometimes movies are better when you literally have no idea yeah when i saw frozen didn't know i literally like never heard of it i went with mary beth no i swear to god way, i swear dude. to god it's like the biggest movie in the world for fucking people under the age of 10 well i saw it like one like the first weekend it was out dummy oh like brand okay that's fine it wasn't a cultural phenomenon yet but i didn't i didn't know anything about it like i didn't see any commercials for it somehow and mary beth took me and caitlin and i thought the movie was going to be about a bunch of ice pickers i really did because that first scene is them, like, getting the ice. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's what we're going with here. Completely shocked me. Enjoyed it. So the same will happen to you, hopefully. This could be the animated movie of the year. Who knows? It could be the best animated movie of all time. You never know. Currently has a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Doesn't help my case. I don't think that'll knock off Mitchell's versus the Machines. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't know what this movie This movie looks weird, man. It does have Dennis Quaid. Ooh, 59 audience. Fuck yeah! Don't I will say, 
there is an LGBT character, I think. I think. Oh, no, you you know that for a fact because Disney has announced that it's their first LGBTQ character. Did they announce for, that? Like, well, yeah, but, but that's the thing. Is like It's the running joke of there has been like 17 first LGBTQ like. Well, I'm just characters. saying that's probably why audience is bad. Um, yeah, that probably is. Because the movie's not even it. out yet. How do they allow that? 100 plus of I verified mean, ratings. I'm looking right now on Rotten Tomatoes, and one of the first reviews is it is um, – it is very crucial that if you're going to be presenting LGBTQ sensitive material to very young kids, you must you must put a disclaimer ahead of the movie. It's totally inappropriate to walk into a kids movie with no heads up that they were presenting that. It ruined the whole movie, not necessary at all. I'm sorry that two people loving each other and they just happen to have different beliefs on what they want to love, who they want to love is different than you is uh, needs a disclaimer, is mm. inappropriate, is bad for your child. Um, instead, your child should just pretend those people don't exist yeah. and grow up to be the hateful piece of shit that you are, Jennifer. That's her name? Yes. Now, hold on a minute, because Mr. Timothy D. has her beat if you scroll down a little bit. Sad day for Disney. Interracial couple has a son. He has to mark that it's an interracial couple, and that's gross. Son, son has, has a, a boyfriend. What the hell is wrong with our society? God, sh- God forbid people who look slightly different get together and have a child and then that child be gay incredible i like this review from ayana s half a star we didn't make it to the movie our lift was late <laughs> fuck yeah i think she meant to leave that review on lift that's fucking awesome my chest hurts. that's fucking fun. that is the greatest thing for ever. every timothy d and jennifer there's a ayana s <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I don't know what this is about. Half a star. How old do you think Yana S is? Like 60. Got she doesn't know how to use Lyft. Oh, counterpoint, she had Lyft. Yeah. But she she was not. Lyft was late. Uh, Mark says, besides the woke factor, it wasn't too bad. Okay. We'll talk about this more next week. It'll be a conversation. This is fun. This is great. Love fucking idiot people. Uh, yeah, Strange Things... Strange world, not Stranger Things. Oh, my God. Next week, uh, we got some other movies after that. We might have to do some audibles. We'll find out. Just watch that one. Yep. For the meantime. Well, in the meantime. But also, what do I usually say? In the meantime. It is in the meantime. Happy I, Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Be a good friend and be thankful for your good friends, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.